Listen, you probably don't have time to listen to a ton of podcasts or read through dozens of websites or articles because, hey, your interview is probably coming up soon, right? Check out Equipped Essentials, the all-in-one, easy-to-follow digital book that provides you with every tip, framework, and suggestion all in one place. You'll walk away with the nuts and bolts, essentially, that you need. Plus, as a bonus, you'll get a two-page interview prep worksheet, making your prep painless and foolproof. Just follow the steps right on there. Head on over to equippedinterview.com forward slash books and put all the guesswork behind you. Get your copy of Equipped Essentials today. Equippedinterview.com forward slash books. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Equipped Interview Podcast. With a combined 30 plus years of being interviewed and interviewing thousands of others, we are here to build your confidence, help you stand out, and get your dream job. Your hosts are Joshua Tinky and Linda Kamali. Let's get you equipped. Good afternoon, Linda. Hey, Josh. How you doing? I am awesome. I'm awesome. I'm so glad to hear that. I know. It sounds forced, like we haven't <laughs> talked to each other, but I still am awesome. But we have. We have. <laughs> um, yeah, so Josh, we're back. I have big news, though. Ooh, let's hear it. I'm officially 50 years old. 50? <laughs> Half a century. Happy birthday. Thank you. That's I awesome. appreciate it. Yeah, How's it feel? It's very exciting. You feel young, feels, I'm sure. Yeah, it feels quite good. It feels quite good. I'm I'm 50. I can kick high, just like Sally O'Malley on SNL. <laughs> on and, SNL, uh, nice. <laughs> I, uh, I feel great. I feel about 29 is what I would really feel, but uh, but it, it feels good. So, and, and I, I'm excited for the next half a century. <laughs> excited for the next 50 for you, Linda. You'll <laughs> exactly. make it. You, you got I'm going to make it. Absolutely. You got this. At least. <laughs> Just got to plan that retirement. Act. Many more interviews in my future. I have no doubt. <laughs> Let's get going with this one. Well, it's not an interview. It's, we're going to talk <laughs> interviews, though, um, which we've been talking about in our last few episodes, shared a lot of tips, what to do, what not to do, um, talked interview confidence and a few others. One thing, a quick preview. Next week, we're going to actually introduce something we're pretty excited about and spend the whole episode talking about it. So stay through to the end of today's episode if you want to get a quick sneak peek at to what that is. <gasps> Can't yeah. wait, Josh. Can't I know. Wait. I'm pumped. Today should be a fun one, though, right? A little different. Yeah. Continuation of sorts to last week, I think. We talked all about um, different things not to do in an interview. And our plan today is to to share some continued stories, some funny or maybe even a couple sad ones, Josh. That's what it sounds like. Yeah, it depends on which side of the table you're on, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We may have laughed a little bit, but um, we've definitely got some good stories that might make you laugh, maybe a little bit cry, but um, you will be shocked that some of them actually did happen. So uh, get ready to learn to laugh as we share some of these true stories and tips that will help build your interview skills and hopefully land that dream job. That's what yeah. we're here for. And that's the whole point is to to learn from others, whether it's a very specific, hey, say this, you know, frame your answers like this type of kind of nuts and bolts type of advice we give or just, hey, here's some things that happen and they're pretty uh, representative of how things happen in a lot of interviews and hey, you can learn from others' mistakes, right? So that's kind of what today's focus is going to be about. Maybe a shorter episode, we'll see. We're uh, never for short on words in our episodes, so we'll see how today goes. <laughs> Absolutely not. Well, Josh, one of the things that I love that we talked about is when we think about things not to do, sometimes us, the interviewee, or I'm sorry, the interviewer, um, sometimes things happen to us in an interview that we're not so excited about. I understand you have an example that you'd like to share. <laughs> yeah. So I was, uh, I forget how many years ago this was, but I was interviewing, it was part of uh, leadership interviews. I had a, a peer of mine interviewing with me and I was in a phase, hey, I'm trying to be healthy, drink a lot of water. And so I had my water bottle 
near me at all times throughout the, the day of interviews. And <laughs> as the candidate comes in, I um, we go up, stand up. This is a few years back. But we stand up. It's an in-person interview. Stand up to shake hands. And I just knock knock the water bottle all over the place. It just falls over. And of course, I, I think it's okay at first because, oh, it's you know, it has a lid on it. It's fine. But no, of course, it happens to be the day that the lid wasn't screwed fully on. And so water's leaking all over the table, all over the candidate's resume, my notes. And uh, it's not a great start. So he, you know, the, he's trying to figure out what to do. And um, so I think I'm like, okay, I apologize. So sorry. Like, hey, at least I... At least it was my fault. You didn't do it as the candidate. You know, you didn't throw you off your game. That's fine. And then as we continue to. <laughs> <laughs> Brings back a lot of laughter, doesn't it? <laughs> it does. It's it's probably not as funny as, as my memory of it. But um, as we continue to go down the path of the interview, I'm realizing that as I take sips over the coming, you know, 5, 10, 15 minutes, each time I take a sip, this the lid, I had never taken the time to screw it back on fully. So every time I take a sip, there's more water just pouring down my shirt in my suit jacket. And so little by little, I start to feel like I look down and I'm just soaked. And the candidate didn't say anything, of course. You know, he's he's not going to point out, doesn't want to embarrass me or anything like that. So I eventually realize and have to, uh, have to acknowledge it, which is especially awkward because this was during the a role play portion of an interview. So I'm, I'm trying to play, I, I don't even remember what, you know, what the role play was, but I'm trying to play you know, a character in this, this role play for the interview. And I have to break character just to acknowledge this water all over me and like regroup, let him regroup and just continue down the path. So it's, it's not nothing that uh, the interviewee in particular did anything wrong or, or said the wrong thing, but that's what's interesting. You you might be in a position, if you are going into an interview, you might be in a position where the, the person interviewing you makes a mistake or you know misspeaks or drops something or spills water all over them um, themselves. And so there's something that you can be prepared for, and it mm-hmm. actually might be better to treat them as a human and be like, oh, are you okay? Can I get you something? Can I get you a, a tissue, a napkin, or whatever the situation is, um, and just kind of be a, another human to them rather than just saying nothing and hope and just kind of glossing over it. It might help the, the the interviewer, the hiring manager, see you as another, as a colleague, as just someone, as a, as a person, not just a candidate and how you might respond in like real life situations. So that was, that's the main reason I wanted to share that, but it's also just, you know, self-deprecating. I just soaked. That it's so funny, Josh, too. And it is, I love the humanization part of it because, you know, we are all human and things are going to happen. And, and, you know, this water situation has happened on the other side where uh, I know at my organization, we give out water bottles so that, you know, folks, you know, have that, that drink, you know, as they're getting themselves a little bit nervous. And I've definitely seen folks spill things here and there. It happens. We have all been there and, and to just regroup yourself and, 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 and make light of it, you know, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. And, you know, clean yourself up and and move on. I, I, you know, Josh, the big question is, did, did you give the job to the person? Do you remember? I actually do remember that we did not go with this candidate, but it was not because, <laughs> not because of, the water. of that. It wasn't it wasn't his his uh, good or poor response to my spilling water all over him. I'm sure it didn't. Uh, I'm sure he remembers it that way, but it was not the case. Yeah, it was not the factor. Oh gosh, well that was such a good example. Thank you for sharing your vulnerability of uh, of your moment. Um, you know, and I I think when we think about some of these things. Some of the stories that we've had, they're, they're, a lot of them are pretty emotional. Um, you know, when people are coming into an interview, you, you often hear, um, bring your authentic self, bring your genuine self. And some of the examples that um, come to mind for me are really emotional where a person really brings all of themselves mm-hmm. to work. And, um, you know, we, we have a number of examples of 
um, applicants crying. Um, I'm really surprised as I was reflecting on someone bringing a lot of emotion to interviews, how many folks, I mean, I, I stopped counting once I had a full handful of five or more of folks breaking down during the interview and crying about about something, whether it was a relationship or just the um, just the, the the act of being nervous um, uh, or or not being able to answer a question. Um, I understand, Josh. You also a couple had a couple moments with folks crying. Yeah, for sure. Over the years, and it's it's ranged the gamut from yeah, not being able to answer a question and, and be like, wow, I'm blowing it type of response to, and, yeah. that, and that's probably what people are thinking when you're you hear, oh, someone cried in an interview, probably that. But on the flip side, the emotion that can come out in telling a, a tell me about yourself type of story, like how did you get here, and it, there could be a lot that comes from that. Someone's life, they could be. I remember one in particular that they were very very minimal, but like some some tears, you know came to the forefront during the, the, the person's life story around how he how he came to the country and, you know, the, the hard work that he put in and how he's supporting his you know, family now and, um, you know, what this job really means to him and how, why he puts so much effort and, and uh, hard work into everything that he does. And like, so there can be a difference for sure in, in emotions in an interview as an, as an interviewee between just, oh man, I'm blowing this and, ha- and having that, you know, overcome you versus the, kind of a, a story emotional element. I'm not saying one is hands down the the worse or better one, but they're the impressions can be certainly different from each hiring manager's perspective, depending on what the you know reason is. Yeah. I mean, in, in that original question, when, you know, so often you get asked, so tell me about yourself or like, you know, why do you want this job or why are you here? I've had a number of applicants make me tear up from their story. Um, so there is, there's a, there's kind of a time and a place and, and some of that emotion can come through in that way and totally acceptable and sometimes blown away by some of those stories. Yeah. And I'd say the, I mean, that is probably the minority of, of question of times that we see it. Yeah, <laughs> it's definitely yeah. not uh, the, not, not in the majority. It's so much so that I would come home a lot of days and you know, I, I would talk to my, my family and friends around. They knew I did a lot of interviews and, you know, I was giving tips and things like that, but that it be, started to become the joke. Like, so uh, Friday interview day, huh? You make anyone cry today? Like that was the, that was starting to, it became so frequent for a while. I'm like, am, am I doing something wrong? Or like, what's, what's the situation? I have to kind of self-reflect here, but no, it wasn't that often, but it was enough that they would start asking me that question. So it, I think more often than not, it's just the overwhelm. And so the more prepared yeah. you are and the more, you know, you're, um, and we're going to talk more about some ways to be prepared towards the end of the interview. So again, sneak peek, stay to the end. The, the more prepared you are, the less likely you are to have that feeling of over, overwhelm. Josh, I love that you said like that, about that being prepared. I mean, who doesn't have emotions? We all have emotions. We all have, you know, things that are going through in our in our mind. And the one example of an applicant crying with me that really stands out um, was was a young mom of two small children. And during the interview, as we were talking about the role, and we were pretty early on in the interview, um, she she got herself very emotional, started crying about how she was going to, what she was going to do with her children, you know, if she got this job and came to work. Now, one, she's only in round one. Like she's, we're not even there yet. Like we haven't even gotten there. And she actually like took her hands and put them on my arms and like kind of squeezed them. And she's like, I'm just not sure what I'm going to do with my children. And I, I, as a mother as well, like Mm -hmm. I feel for that decision that that she's going to have to make in a childcare situation but it was also so incredibly uncomfortable because I didn't know where to take the interview at that point I'm like well do I do we talk hmm. about this because she's now crying and gripping right. onto my hand and she's pulling tissues out of her pocket um but now I'm not so confident like is she going to be a reliable worker and um 
very, very, very difficult. You know, you, there is a time and a place, and you know, one you want to you want to earn and land the job, and um, but but even before that, if you're going for a job, you need to make sure that you're going to be able to to be there and be present. So that was a really, really difficult one. And you you mentioned last week too that. There's a time, you mentioned time and a place a second ago, there's a time and a place to talk about special circumstances or salary. And and usually that first interview is not it. And so whether that's, you know, how, whether it's time off that you need, if you get the job, whether it's a certain salary you're hoping for, whether it's daycare that you need, things like that, special health circumstances. um, The first interview oftentimes is not the place for that. And we talked about that in more detail last week. Yeah, absolutely. So we have a couple more examples for you. Um, Josh, you shared such a funny one with me earlier. I can't wait for you to share it with our listeners. Um, I don't need this job. Someone actually said that to you during an interview. <laughs> yeah, so I remember this is year, several years ago, but I, uh, I I wrote it down immediately after the interview because I knew I'd, I would reference it again at some point because it was just Wow. And so the gist was in response to in response to the, you know, typical question, some version of tell me about yourself, you know, why why did you apply for this role? The the quote that he provided me was, you know, I I don't need this job. I'm I'm going to be just fine whether you hire me or not. I'm not going to define myself based on whether you choose me or not. And that was it. That was the <laughs> that was the opening pitch. And I to this day I'm not quite sure what uh what do you thought that might gain him maybe it's listen i'm uh i'm gonna be fine so take it or leave it and uh so i i i don't i don't need it. it's it's just something that is a little uh surprising enough that i uh had to ask some questions and kind of go back to well okay all right well uh, let's go through that again so let's tell me about yourself this time and uh why and that you, was your you original want the job yeah that's the exact question i asked the first time <laughs> let's go back to uh, tell me about yourself and why you want this job and uh yeah, so it, it was a situation where I, uh, after that answer, it was, it was certainly off-putting, right? So if you're in a situation, you're going into an interview, they're trying to figure out if you want the job, right? If they and if they want to hire you, do you have the skills? Do you are you interested and excited? And it's really hard to see someone as excited for the job if they're telling you flat out, "I don't need it. I'm going to be fine. I, I don't even care if you hire me." It's basically playing being really effective at playing hard to get and, and yeah. in a job interview setting. Yeah. Well, and I, I do worry about this too. And I, and I work with a number of colleges and recruiting organizations and the phrase like be your authentic self, be your genuine self. You do you, you be you. This is very much, he did him, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, he was very confident <laughs> in saying that statement, but I do worry because I think we're giving almost a little bit too much power to, um, to to show uh, this is such a difficult thing josh because like, a a to show the line. full yeah, yeah. person mm-hmm. you know it's um like there is a work self and a professional self um you know and then the self that you know is at home or you know having a conversation with close friends and this is just a little too bold for my liking and you know just a, a little bit too much especially at an opening maybe you get hired and you say this after the fact you know i didn't you know, need this but this is this is really bold and this is not something that I would ab- absolutely ever coach to and um going to make a guess Josh you did not hire this person. <laughs> no, he was he was not hired not, not not for this role for sure. And it was a it was a leadership job he was going mm. for too. And yeah. so I really want someone who's interested in it and humility, humility, yeah. servant leadership. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so um my my only thought is that maybe you maybe if you're feeling maybe if you are someone who's like feeling 
almost desperate for a job, but you don't want to come across that way. So you overcompensate by trying to, hey, I'm not desperate for a job. I can get any job I want. So like, I'll be fine if you don't hire me. Maybe that could be the angle he was coming from, but it's that's not the time to talk that way in the interview. So it's just something that everyone can learn from, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yep. That's what we, it's all about learning. You, the, the story that I'm about to share is, a, is an interview that, that I did, um, this is be- just before COVID started. Um, and it makes me think what you said, it, where you could be overcompensating. This is a story where you could be seeking sympathy um, during your interview. And and I had an applicant mm-hmm. that just shared, and very much to to your um, original question, so tell me a little about yourself. I don't even know this person yet. Um, and they just started to share very, very emotional stories about that they didn't have very many friends and that their college experience wasn't a positive one. He was sharing very intimate um, stories about his relationship with his girlfriend um, and how rocky their relationship was. And he thinks he thought that she was going to be breaking up with him soon. Um, he was sharing stories about, you know, how some of his family, you know, hasn't been supportive of him. And this was my opening question. So tell me a little bit about yourself. And he had opened up his soul to me and <laughs> as if it was almost like a counseling session. And I did feel sympathy. I actually felt great sympathy, but I also felt complete concern for this poor person's emotional stability to handle, you know, a a pretty stressful job. And it made me really ask the question of like, how much is too much? And um, another example of like, yes, we say, and so many um, folks are coaching to be your genuine self. And perhaps he was being his genuine self in that moment. And but it was unfortunately just too much and too much of a risk to be able to take that person on and in a role that um, was going to require a lot of direct client work and work with teams and different dynamics that were going to be difficult. Yeah, I mean, that's that's tough to be on kind of both sides there. And um, it, it's also an element you mentioned, like, we seem to be centering, I don't think it was on purpose, but centering around the question of tell me about yourself. There's It goes to show just how important it is to be ready to to know why you want the role why you're qualified, why you're, you have the skills necessary for the role, why you're excited about it, and how to talk about that. That's, that's really important. And how far back to go. You don't need to go back to preschool to start telling, when you ta- start to talk about yourself. Tell me about yourself. Well, I was born in, in such and such and um, this, this time, and then I went to preschool. Like I, we've had people start that far back. And so the reason I'm kind of... I was born on March 8th, Yeah, exactly. We don't need that much detail. There's like so much you can fit into a very short answer. And that it's kind of, I guess, a nice segue since we're continuing to talk about the, the tell me about yourself beginning of the interview is where a lot of these go off the rails, um, which is a really early part of the interview to go off the rails. Um, I think the record, if I didn't cut her off, I don't know how long it would have gone. She might still be talking, but I cut off a candidate after 12 minutes of answering the question, tell me about yourself. And that's maybe in the grand scheme of an hour long interview, maybe that doesn't sound that long to you. It's really long. It's, it's long. really, really long. Painfully and so, long. Especially if you're just sitting there as the interviewer, just listening. One minute feels very long, but you still need to get some information, right? And so the, what what we always recommend is if you're just a, for context, if you're prepping, and hopefully you are, for the tell me about yourself question, two and a half minutes or less, I would want, I highly recommend everyone I talk to and we coach to is you practice this out loud and you get it down to two and a half minutes. Most likely, even if in practice you get it down to two and a half minutes, you're probably going to go over that in the actual interview because nerves come in, you start adding things in, it usually goes over. But if you get, if you aim for two and a half, 
great. And so when you compare two and a half, and that still feels like a decent amount of time. 12 minutes is really long, and I, I still didn't know much about this candidate. And so I had, a, I had to cut her off at that point, and it just it was really tough. It's very tough to recover from, from that for the rest of the interview when you have very limited time to ask more detailed questions and, and learn about the candidate. And so it, that's just how more important is it. This is, I think, maybe the, what, the third example that we've given of something happening, uh, story around the tell me about yourself yeah. question. And so how to answer that question is really, really important. If, if you haven't already, I highly recommend you go back to episode four of our podcast. We give you some steps, exactly how to prep, how to answer this, a very, very detailed structure so that you can look through, hey, am I, am I doing this right? <laughs> am I doing this right? Or am I doing it exactly like everyone else? And it's usually, it turns in, not all the time, but a lot of times it turns in a story like this, where it's either go, you go too long, you include the wrong information, you go too far back, or you just you say things that feel good at the moment around things that are about you per se, but not what the interviewer needs to hear. And there's a big difference. So highly recommend uh, you can search on our website too um, for a blog post about it. But otherwise, just listen to the episode. You'll get everything you need there. This is one that I don't have sympathy for anymore. I used to in my my early stages of, of doing interviews, but this is one that you can prepare. You can do your homework. You can practice, like Josh said. And it's very hard to get two and a half minutes. When I coach, I'm like, aim for two and a half minutes. You're likely going to be somewhere in the three and a half minute to four range, which is a little too long, but it's still acceptable. And you, I, I, Josh, I stopped. Uh, there was a time where I would touch someone's arm or say, okay, we have to continue. But I stopped and I beat you. I got to 17 minutes. With Did one. you? 17. 17. Oh. And I, I put my pen down. I've, I've learned I put my pen down and I just sit back and it's, it's unfortunately, it's just done. You know, it's just, it's, it's over at that point. And, and um, I, this is something that you did not do any homework whatsoever if you're talking for 12 minutes or 17 minutes and, and, and not giving me what I need. So, and I'm a pretty, I mean, Josh, you've known me for a lot mm-hmm. of years. I'm, a, I'm a, I, I see the good in everyone. So this is, this is, uh, this is one that I struggle with. But you got it. This is the one you got to nail. You absolutely have to nail it. And if you're wondering why, like, what's, what's the deal there? Just real quick, and then we can, we'll move on and, and wrap things up here. But it's one: if you're going that long, it shows a lack of self awareness. Mm-hmm. Number two: it also shows you you can't identify the important things in something and consolidate it and communicate it effectively. And that's almost I don't care what job you're going for, you're going to use that. You're going to use those skills, self-awareness and the ability to communicate effectively, important points. I don't care what industry you're in, what job, what level of seniority, entry level to CEO, you need to be able to do that kind of thing. And that this is a really easy way to tell if someone can can do that. Josh, we've got one more example here. So we we love role plays and we've, we've got a, a, an upcoming um, episode of our podcast all about role plays, but it looks like you've got an example where a candidate refused to role play with you. How yeah. is that possible? I mean, I'm so I'm so lovely to role play with. I don't. Get I love it. role playing with you. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was. Uh, I'll keep this one pretty short because it's fairly self-explanatory. But we were we were doing interviews in a kind of large room where we interview a lot of people and we kind of rotate through tables and things like that. And I it was my turn to interview this candidate, and it was the role play portion for a, going for a job where she would be interacting with customers all day, whether it was on the phone and or video or whatever. And uh, it got to the point like, okay, here's the scenario. And she read through it, gave her a few minutes. And, and I was like, okay, you ready for, for the role play? You know, I'm going to play my part. You do yours. She goes, no, no, thank you. I, I don't think I'm going to do it. And that was the first time that I had someone just flat out. Nah, nah, it doesn't sound like me. I'm not going to do this. And so I'm like, 
okay, well, you know, it is, it is part of the interview and we need to, to be able to complete the, this interview. This is part of that. And uh, response was, that, that's okay. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. I, I won't be very good at it, role play type of situation. So after her saying no twice, I was done. I'm like, okay, well, what questions do you have for me? <laughs> and uh, that was the end of the interview. And obviously she didn't get the role, but I hesitate to think that anyone listening to an interview podcast like ours would say no to something during an interview. But in case you're thinking about it, obviously, um, doesn't come across well. I don't, I don't know any other way to like relate this <laughs> to any other skill that I'm trying to think through. So it's more than just a funny story than anything else. <laughs> Role-playing role playing terrifies some folks, I suppose, especially well, that with that's this true. person. Well, and that's where, you know, if, if a role-play is required, you have to do it. And and we're ho- hopefully in, the, in an upcoming episode, we're going to help you to embrace the role-play. That's uh, the, the important and exciting part of it. So hopefully uh, that will be a piece of it. Um, well, Josh, I got to tell you. Um, this was really fun from a memory lane standpoint, wasn't it? Going right? down some of these stories. Yeah. Oh Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm going to, oh gosh, I just took a sip of water and spilled it all down my shirt. <laughs> I don't did, are, you, are you just poking fun of me or do you actually smell water? Because <laughs> No, I didn't. I was just okay. poking fun of you. That sounds more likely. All right. <laughs> Thought it would be, would be funny though, but nice. we, we sure hope to all of our, our listeners out there today that you um, did a little bit of laughing and learning from um, these uh, fun-filled 100% true stories. Um, we really enjoyed sharing them with you. We just want you to keep building those interview skills and confidence and remember to always be your true self to an extent, <laughs> <That's right. laughs> as we that's shared, right. and to bring your best foot forward, to really enjoy the interview process, because that's what it's all about, is enjoying it. It's all about growth and your time to shine. All right. And uh, for those uh, that were listening at the beginning and are still with us right now, I'm going to give you a quick sneak peek around our topic for next week for what we're going to be introducing, which is something we're pretty pumped about, something we're calling the Equipped Interview 7 Prep Steps. And so what we're going to do is really, we've, we've spent a long time trying to put together a simple yeah, framework, if you want to call it that, but a simple, um, some memory hooks for everyone that we talk to, everyone that we coach to refer back to when we're giving tips, examples, stories, coaching uh, advice, always refer back to these seven specific prep steps. Each one kind of builds on each other. So it's all part of your overall journey as you get ready for an interview. And so we're really excited to provide the summary more about why we did it, why we did that, what it is, what each of the steps are, and a little summary of each. We're going to do that next time. And we're really excited for it. Can't wait. Can't wait. Absolutely. So if you do have a question or a scenario that you'd like our guidance with, we'd love to hear it. If you have a topic suggestion or you want some coaching, I'd love to help. Definitely send us a, an email to questions at equippedinterview.com. Questions at equippedinterview.com. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, you've got this. Believe in yourself. Be intentional. Do the work. And build your confidence to stand out in your next job interview. Goodbye until next time. Goodbye.